Hi guys, and welcome back to another episode of Pieces of the Puzzle with Ashley Escobar. So this week, we are finally hitting our 10th episode on this podcast, and I'm so excited. I've kind of been planning out this week's episode for quite some time now, um, just because I'm kind of feeling a little down, a little happy about this week. Um, For those of you who don't know, I do turn 20 August 12th, which happens to be this Friday. So I've just really been feeling a lot of emotions about not being a teen anymore, officially starting my 20s and just all of that. So I decided that for this week's episode, I thought it'd be cool to sit down and just kind of talk about um, a variety of things that I've learned over the last 20 years of living. Um, and yeah, I think it'll be cool to just kind of hear my my experience and everything that I've learned throughout the years. And I hope that it can bring some of you guys some comfort or maybe you guys can even like relate to some of these life lessons and hardships that I've gone through. And in the end, everything that I've learned that has just made me who I am today. So yeah. So I have a list in front of me of just a few things that I thought would be important or worth mentioning given everything um, that I've kind of been through the last 20 years or so, I guess. I guess saying 20 years is a bit dramatic because, you know, like I don't really remember much about my childhood. I think it's just more like crazy for me to think that like I've lived two decades. Um, But most of the stuff that I'm obviously going to be talking about today pertains more to like I want to say like 10 years old up to now because I feel like I can definitely remember the type of person I was at 10 years old um, but I definitely cannot remember the type of person I was at like two or three so yeah I just wanted to put that out there just in case anybody was wondering like how is she going to talk about 20 years of living like yeah I know I know I'm just being dramatic but anyway so I guess what I really want to start with is to mention that right off the bat because um, if you've kind of tuned in to a lot of my past episodes you probably caught on to the theme of like I tend to really take into account what other people think and I feel like the younger version of me wasted so much time worrying about whether people were gonna like me about if what I wore would be like appealing to people my age it's just over like a variety of things. I was always, always, always self-conscious about myself, always wondering um, people liked me. And I think that has been one of the biggest challenges I've overcome now, like entering my 20s, because I genuinely can (laughs) firmly say today that I do not care what people think about me. Um, And you know, like that comes at an extent as well. Like there are days where, you know, or even situations where you have to kind of care about what somebody thinks about you, but it's all like situationally based, I feel. But generally, like I just really don't feel the need to prove myself to people. Like I'm pretty secure in the type of person I am. I'm happy with the life that I've made for myself. So I think the biggest thing, again, is just like 
literally nobody cares and I feel like we get so hung up in worrying about what other people think that we just kind of forget that it really doesn't matter so that's just why off the bat I really wanted to mention that and I guess it also just kind of goes with you know don't let anyone tell you how you should feel about a situation um, that may have happened in your life or like don't even let anybody tell you how you should run your life and I feel like I have always struggled with putting myself first because I'm such a pushover um, and I, I just find it very difficult to set boundaries and say no even though now that I've learned it's sometimes okay to say no and oftentimes boundaries are really necessary for people to really understand that like the things that they're doing to you are not okay and it's oftentimes like if you don't set those boundaries people are like not even self-aware enough to know that what they were doing was wrong until you say something so I guess that kind of ties in with like you need to always put yourself first like you cannot have a background role in your own life Oof, I like the way that I put that because I just feel like so many people just kind of sit back and just watch their life pass them and just kind of go off of what everybody else expects them to do and then you know 30 40 years pass by and then now they're old and they're miserable and they have all these regrets in their life and they wish that they had done more when they were younger and it's like you know you really have to take claim of your life at some point you have to take responsibility to make your own decisions to create your own path and your own destiny and not and i know that's difficult because you know it's so hard in this day and age to really just be yourself because again i feel like it ties back into uh, constantly feeling like you need to be liked and you don't want to be judged and uh, and, I, and that can be a very very slippery slope to fall down because if you are not secure enough to separate yourself from all of that toxicity I feel like you can really come to a point where it just kind of it consumes you and you're always taking everybody else's opinions into consideration and always taking everybody's criticism and judgment like at the end of the day you are in control of your life like you have nothing to prove to anybody don't feel like you need to be told how to run your life you know at the end of the day you know what's best for you and I always have said that to my friends and even to like Devin like nobody knows me as well as I know myself that's why I feel like it has kind of helped me reach a mindset where I just kind of do my own thing, kind of run my life the way that I want to because I know when I'm not doing good. Like I know when I'm having high highs and I'm, I know when I'm having low lows and I know how to take care of myself. But at the end of the day, like if I just was going through life always just following everybody else's opinions and criticisms, I, I would just be miserable. You know, I know what's best for me. I know who Ashley is. And I feel like once you come to a point where you can firmly say that you know the type of person you are, that you're able to take care of yourself without needing some sort of outside source to, to input their own judgment and opinions, I feel like then that's when you know like you've really grown as an individual because right now is a scary time. And I think that's why I've been so like iffy about the fact that I'm turning 20 because it's like, to me, it's not really like a big deal, but then it's also like low-key a big deal because it's like, oh my god, like I've lived two decades, but also part of me is like, this is when stuff starts to get real, like I'm officially in adulthood, I guess you could say, like, I don't know, I just, I 
think it's really just hitting me kind of hard now um, because I feel like there is this kind of universal understanding for some reason that you literally have to kind of like rush to make all of these accomplishments and to achieve all of these things when in reality like you have so much time to do whatever you desire and I think that has always been hard for me because like for example again <laughs> I want to go to PA school and so right now I am I have two more years left in undergraduate um, and then I have to do my two years for masters but you know college is hard and I've kind of been thinking about the route of taking a gap year or two but society does not like that and by society I mean my mom because my mom's like if you don't do it right off the bat right when you finish um, your undergrad at UConn like you're not gonna want to go back then you're never gonna become a PA like everybody just gets to be such Debbie Downers and so negative when in reality you know I feel like so many people nowadays have so much anxiety because we're always forced to just rush and always be worrying about the future. Like, it's funny to me how adults will be like, this is the time for you to like make mistakes. This is the time for you to live life. But then they're also like, you need to know what you wanna do. You need to set up your future so that you're successful. You need to do this, you need to do this. And if you don't do this, you're gonna struggle and you're gonna be homeless. And it's just like, you know, if you know what I'm picking up, if you're picking up on what I'm putting down, like. You know what I'm what I'm talking about, but it's so it's stressful when you know there is that that sh continual stress on you to have things figured out. Like even when I was in high school and I was looking at colleges, I was going into college completely undecided. I had no idea what I wanted to do, and how could I? You know, I feel like that's a good example of society and like people just wanting to rush you into knowing what you want to do when in reality like I feel like unless you have had some sort of calling from a very young age or have engaged in some sort of field that really interests you from a young age like you just never know until you give it a shot like that's why I feel like so many people change their minor or their majors and like even now like I know some people that have been working as nurses that are now going back to school because they want to have like higher positions or they want to have a completely different change in career and like go into business or something like that and I feel like a lot of that is because we were all rushed at younger ages to really kind of have our future figured out and the thing about that is you can't have your future figured out. Sure, I could sit here and say, oh, I can't wait to get married, I can't wait to have kids, but what if I could, that time comes and I'm not able to? What if I don't find somebody to marry? What if I'm not capable of having children? Like, there's just all these things that I feel like in life are so rushed and for no reason. Because, um, you know, everything ends up, everything will always end up working out in your favor. I really don't feel like it's necessary to kind of just rush things because it's just, it causes anxiety, it causes stress, it leaves you self-doubting in yourself, wondering if you're even making the right decisions, going down the right path, and you don't need that. Again, you are in control of your life. You know what's best for you, and if you need to make the mistakes to, to help you get to that point where you reach a place where you are happy, where you are um, satisfied with whatever you are engaging in or doing with your life, then that is the ultimate goal. The ultimate goal here is for you to be happy, for you to enjoy the life that you've created for yourself. 
stop feeling like you need to abide to everybody else's way of living. Stop feeling like you need to do life the same way that your parents did. And I feel like that's always, 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 always been a stress of mine because um, I know I've mentioned like, so my parents are immigrants and they came to this country and they didn't go to college. They were able to finish high school here. But I feel like there is a lot of stress on children of immigrants because there's a there's that need to succeed. There's that need to have these high positions in order to be successful. Um, and I've always felt that growing up. I've always felt like, you know, I needed to uh, go to school. You know, it was never an option that I could not go to college. It was always it was always just kind of an unspoken thing that as soon as I finished high school, I would be in college and I would have to hopefully figure things out and be in a career that will pay me a lot of money that way I don't ever have to struggle and I used to really really resent my parents for being so tough on me growing up like my parents were always very strict um, they kept me on a tight leash I never was really able to like hang out with friends a lot like yeah here and there I'm not saying like I didn't have a childhood or any fun like of course like I would go to like friends birthday parties and stuff like that but you know nothing too crazy where it's like staying out all night or like having sleepovers at somebody else's houses because yes I am almost 20 and I have never had a sleepover at a friend's house um, but I think with everything that I've been through with my parents and seeing how far that I am now my biggest thing that I've learned is being patient with your and I think it still continues to be an ongoing battle for me because, you know, like I said, like I just have, have had a lot of issues with my parents in the past and this, there's still some stuff that I'm working on. Um, but I think sometimes we forget that our parents have gone through uh, similar experiences that we have, if not worse, in my situation because, um, you know, like my parents practically raised themselves, more, more so my mom. My mom's parents had passed at a very, very young age, so her and her siblings all had to care for themselves and like come to this country, this new environment, and really just build from, from nothing, from scratch. And I feel like that is, is something that kind of motivates me even now, because although it wasn't my specific experience, like knowing everything that my mom has gone, gone through to ensure that I have a very safe and secure life, you know, I feel like many people take that for granted, and I feel like there's definitely been times where I've taken that for granted, like, jeez, I, I feel like I was such an ungrateful child growing up, but I think, like, as you start to get older, you really start to understand your parents more, like, you know that saying when, like, parents are like, oh, just wait until you become a mom, or just wait until you become a dad, you'll understand where I'm coming from, and I remember being, so, like, young and hearing that, and being like, oh, like, no, you hate me, like, why can't I go out, like, ugh, you're the worst, but now it's like, I get it, even though, obviously, like, I'm not a mom or dad, like, I get where they're coming from, I get, I get the desire to want to keep me safe, to keep my siblings safe, to just, you know, have us all in the same roof, just doing our own things. Um, but yeah, I think I've definitely cut my parents a lot of slack because, I've, you know, nobody, no parent has, was ever given a book on how to be a parent. And I think, um, sure, I've had my ups and downs with my parents, but overall, I'm, I'm really happy 
about the way that they raised me because I feel very like secure and confident like I don't feel like if my parents god forbid were to die tomorrow I wouldn't be able to take care of myself like I feel like I've been set up to be responsible to value working to value education to value my morals you know I used to hate like when I was in high school my parent my mom started making me like pay for my phone bill and now that I have my own car like I would uh, I have been having to pay for like my own monthly car bill my insurance the taxes that come in every year the gas if I ever need to fix something on my car like it's something that I have to do so it's like I used to hate that I used to hate it. I'd be like, oh my God, like all of my friends' parents like will pay for it. Like, why do I have to pay for my phone bill? Why do I have to do this? Why, 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 why? Like you guys are the worst. Like nobody else makes their kids do this. But now it's the same people whose parents never made them do that that are now irresponsible, have no idea what it's like to have any sort of responsibility, doesn't know what it's like to pay bills and pay them on time, where it's like now I feel like all of that really set me up to be a responsible adult. Like, I feel like I have my priorities straight. I'm not gonna go out wasting my money on a bunch of stuff if I know I have like my car bill coming in this week or you know I have to pay for school coming up or whatever it may be. So I feel like, again, just really being patient with your parents because they've done a lot for you and I know I know it can be hard. I, I guess like the, the topic of parents is also situationally based. Some parents, you know, really didn't, didn't deserve to become parents, but my parents are one of the select few that I feel like have done a really, 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 really great job with the small, the small things and the limited amount of resources that they had when they came to this country. So I'm just, I don't know, I can never really fully put into words how grateful I am to have the life that I have today because if they didn't come and like struggle for me, it's like, ugh. and I think that that's such a motivational thing for me as well. Like if I ever... I'm going through like a really low time and I'm just really struggling and it feels like nothing's getting better. I just feel like thinking about that, thinking about that struggle and knowing like, you know, I can do whatever I put my heart to because my parents believe in me and they knew I, and they know that I'm capable of great things. So yeah, I don't know. But now that we're on the topic of family, um, also growing up my mom would always 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 emphasize how like your siblings are supposed to be your best friends because again my mom's parents had passed at a very very young age so she just um kind of grew up with just her and her siblings the oldest um of my aunts took care of all of them and even now like today they're they're still so close like we're always 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 hanging out with my mom's side of the family whether it's like a barbecue or someone's birthday or just because we're all bored and we want to hang out like we're always with my mom's side of the family so growing up she would always emphasize how close that my siblings and I should be and we'd always be like ew no like we would fight my mom would be like I would never say those things that you say to your sisters to my sisters I'd be like I hate you Val like I hate you Kim like you guys suck and oh my god like I really am the worst <laughs> I can't I can be so toxic it's really bad but it's just because I'm a Leo <laughs> no I'm kidding um but now uh, I really understand why she says that because um you know I feel like the, the bond that you can have with your sibling is so different than you can have with a friend because, you know, siblings really, really 
understand your your situation and your perspective from a different from a different mindset. I just feel like it's a lot easier to talk to your siblings about your issues like especially me like uh, I have been really open about like struggling with like depression and anxiety and like even like school like I've just something's always going on in my mind but I've just found it a lot more comforting being able to talk to someone like Kim who like obviously is older than me and like has gone throughout college and has gone through periods of depression and anxiety and who you know is willing to offer a helping hand and some advice I, I will admit sometimes it is pretty hard for me to open up to my sisters and it's not not a, a regular occurrence but when I do I do find a lot more comfort in it because I feel like it's easier to open up to someone who has that shared experience than it is to someone who doesn't um, because been there done that and it has just left me sadder there's nothing worse than trying to open up to somebody who doesn't know how to help you and it literally just leaves you more frustrated but yeah I will admit I am pretty mean to my sisters but I think it's just kind of <laughs> just kind of how siblings are with their siblings I don't know I don't think I'm mean maybe I am am I the drama So yeah, I really love my sisters. I have to put that out there. I do not hate my sisters. Yeah, we all fight like normal siblings would, but at the end of the day, I do love them. We have a lot of fun together and yeah, they're great, I guess, occasionally. They have their days just like anybody else, but you know. Okay, so just to continue to move this on, um, I kind of have also like some silly things that I really like. Uh, or like things that I've noticed throughout the years <laughs> like for example I feel very strongly that ASMR is very underrated if you do not know what ASMR is please take some time to look it up on YouTube or watch a soothing video I remember like in middle school when ASMR became like such a popular thing but like for the wrong reason like it wasn't because people genuinely liked it it was because people loved to make fun of it and it was <laughs> and I remember being around a group of people who were like watching an ASMR video and they were just like roasting the poor ASMRist or whatever and just making fun of the video and saying how ASMR is cringe and meanwhile I'm in the back like oh like I fall asleep to ASMR every night like I still do I don't know I it's so soothing to me I'm the type of person where I need some sort of like white noise like I can't fall asleep in complete silence like I need something to kind of doze off to and ASMR is it you know like falling asleep to some affirmations that are telling me you know it's okay to rest it's time for me to recharge you know I don't like any of that like ASMR eating mukbang type things that's weird because I hate mouth sounds like I hate the way it sounds when people are eating that I'm not a fan of I can see why people don't really appreciate that content but I'm talking more in terms of like nature sounds and like affirmations stuff that's gonna just kind of soothe and relax me after a really long day but yeah if you have struggles with sleeping I definitely recommend ASMR because that knocks me out like a light and I sleep like a baby every night every night I feel like I sleep so well after being able to just really get into a deep sleep relaxfully and stress-free another thing now that we're on the topic about sleeping is I also firmly believe that sleeping on your
left side is the most superior position to fall asleep in. Why? Well, let me tell you. There are so many health benefits to sleeping on your left side. You're having backed up gas, sleep on your left side. It's gonna help you digest your food better. It's gonna help with all the digestive enzymes doing their thing in there and it'll relieve your gas. Um, what else? You're feeling sick? Your left side. You're in pain? Your left side. Period pains? Your left side. I will put myself in a fetal position on my left side and just fall asleep like a baby on my period. You know, pains out the window. They're not there. They're non-existent now. Um, yeah, I don't know. If you're not sleeping on your left side, you're doing it wrong. Please, please give it a try and you'll understand where I'm coming from. And I'm, I'm the type of person to really like roll around in my bed. Like I, I cannot share a bed with one of my sisters or my, si or my mom on vacation. Like if you ever get into a conversation with one of my family members about the way that I sleep, like they will just go on a continuous rant about how much of a terrible sleeper I am. Like I just can't do it. I need to have all the space to myself, all the covers to myself. I don't know, I'm a very, very, very particular sleeper. I don't know how that's gonna work when I get married because, you know, I tell Devin all the time, if we ever get married, like I'm gonna need literally my own room, like my own bed, my own room, my own space to just do what Ashley does. Like I just can't, I can't, I need my own space. I'm a very, very, very particular and protective person when it comes to my personal bubble, so yeah. But yeah, please sleep on your left side. And if you do and you are not someone who has ever slept on your left side and you do because this podcast motivates you to, please let me know how it was because to me it was a life-changing experience. And the only reason why I started doing it is because once in the beginning of my relationship with Devin, I was really, really, really ill complaining and he told me, babe, just sleep on your left side and you'll feel better. And I did. And ever since then, I've been amazing. And it always cures me. So yeah, I guess, thanks Devin for always, always caring about me. Um, I don't have anything else about sleep topics, but now that we're on the topic about just kind of silly things, I've also realized I absolutely hate being chased. Do not chase me. Now that I've said that, I'm realizing maybe I should have made such a public service announcement about that because chasing will literally induce an automatic panic attack me like I just can't do it like even even if it's Devin or like someone that I'm close with like I just I don't know how to describe it and the worst part is like being chased running up the stairs like I will I will, I will make it halfway to the top of the stairs and then just throw myself down on the stairs because I'm like stop stop like no I can't and oh my body just literally shuts down I hate it and I, I don't know maybe maybe I'm genuinely you know just a really weird person who knows but if you get what I'm saying, like if you have a fear that you're like deathly afraid of and you're put in a situation where you have to confront that fear, that's the type of feeling I'm talking about I get with being chased. Like that is my deathly fear. I hate it. Oh my God. Like Halloween, I'm not about Halloween. No, I'm not about the scary stuff. Don't be chasing me in a costume with a mask or nothing, okay? Stay away from me. Tag, not for me. No. Why? Because I can't take it seriously. I think you're actually going to come after me and kill me or hurt me. Like, I can't. I really can't. Chase, oh, now I'm scared someone's going to chase me right now. I just can't do it. Uh, maybe I'll have to, like, do some exposure therapy when it comes to that. Maybe there was something in my past that is buried deep, which is why I hate, I hate being chased. But now that we're talking about chasing, one of my other points, which now I just find to be pretty ironic, is... Uh, I had written on my little iPad notes here for this podcast that 
it's important to do the things that scare you. <laughs> I'm so funny. I really am. But yeah, um, in, in relation to that topic, uh, I don't know. I think I may have mentioned it in the past on the podcast, but I went cliff jumping because it was something I always wanted to do. So I decided I was going to do it. I was not going to really like think about it too much to psych myself out. And I did it and I got really hurt. I didn't pencil dive correctly and I slammed my bottom against the water and I had like a nasty bruise and just a lot of aches and pains coming from my area after that incident um but you know I feel like when you force yourself to do the things that scare you even if the outcome is bad you still learn something now I learned what happens what is the worst case scenario if I ever were to cliff jump again and 10 out of 10 I would do it again it was fun I'm, I'm such an adrenaline junkie so I feel like um, I would definitely see myself doing it again and I just hope that I wouldn't get hurt again but I'm also very proud of myself because it was something I was really scared of and at the end of the day I just kind of pushed past that fear and pushed past all of that scariness of what could happen if something were to go wrong and you know something didn't go wrong but it's okay because again feel like when you force yourself to do the things that scare you even if the outcome is bad you still are learning from it so i really as dumb as it sounds i really enjoyed cliff jumping aside from getting hurt but i feel like as cliche as it may be like i i was very very proud of myself for even jumping off the cliff and even for the way that i handled the kind of aftermath of being in pain and stuff so so yeah but I recommend going cliff jumping unless you're scared of it but you know baby steps it's important don't rush into anything i'm not saying that after this podcast you have to go and like jump off a cliff or do whatever scares you but you know i think that we're scared of a lot of things that we really shouldn't be i think a lot of things are just overhyped unless it's being chased you are by all means totally okay totally able to be scared with being chased because I am with you. I am right up that alley with you. But anyway, just to kind of wrap this stuff up only because unfortunately I do have to get to work soon and I am trying to keep um, my, my episodes under half an hour. I know we're kind of a little bit over it right now. Um, but thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, it really does mean a lot. For example, like this podcast was something that I was really, really scared about starting, but I did it um, despite all of the anxieties I had around the idea, like feeling like I was going to fail at it, feeling like nobody was going to engage, but I feel like I really built like this small, even though it is small, a good community. Um, oh, so I was eating dinner the other day and I ran into an old friend who said that she listens to my podcast and it made me so happy, like being able to go out and like hear that people are tuning in and liking what I'm talking about. It makes me happy because it makes me feel like I'm not failing at this. But yeah, I really hope you guys enjoyed this kind of silly all over the place episode. When when aren't my episodes kind of all over the place? That's just kind of how I am. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a mess. But it's okay because I think I'm a beautiful mess and I kind of like the way um, that I operate my life. Uh, but yeah, so I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode. I hope you guys take something out of it. And the last thing that I want to say is I was really, really scared about the fact of turning 20 this year, um, more closely this week. 
um, because there's only like two or three more days before I'm 20. Um, even now I am still pretty scared because I felt like by turning 20 my whole life was going to end. And I know that may sound dramatic, but I felt like I wouldn't be able to have as much fun as I have these past few years or do the things that I like because it may seem like I'm too old for it. But I really came to this understanding that now is a time for me to really, really live my life and to really make those mistakes and fall in love. Well, no, not that because I love Devin. <laughs> Sorry. For you guys, this is the time for you guys to fall in love, to make mistakes, have heartbreak, go out and travel. Like I, that is one big thing I want to do in my 20s. I want to travel. I want to see the world because I know there is so much more than just this small town in Connecticut. And I know, I know, I know there's a limitless of things that I can do that is just out in this world waiting for me to take grasp of the opportunity. So yeah, don't feel like your life is ending because it is just beginning. And I hope you guys really take some of the things I said in this week's episode um, and kind of run with it and live your life to the fullest because, you know, that's all you really can do. But yeah. Enough with this sappiness. I hope you guys have a great week. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. Um, next week I'll be on vacation, but I'll still try to put out an episode in time. That way there isn't like an awkward week of you guys not getting an episode from me. But yeah, thank you so much for all the support. Have an awesome day and I'll see you guys next week. Bye.